Greetings, friends, and welcome to Peek Happy Podcast, the show where we go through and recap every episode of the Pokemon anime. Yes, everybody is doing that nowadays, but thank you for thinking I'm special. And anyway, today, this is it. This is gym battle time. We have waited a while for it. Ash has been on the road doing doing filler for a while, but we are finally here at uh, Advanced Generation Episode 70 in the Hoenn region, Balance of Power, Ash is going for Norman. And if you're new to the show, well, what we do on a recap podcast is we recap the episode. But as is traditional, when it's a gym battle day, before we get to what actually happens in the episodes, I like to look at Ash's team and Norman's team and um, maybe drawing some information from the games and just kind of analyze what Ash's chances are on paper going in. Yes, if we've all seen the episode, we all know what happens, but it's fun to kind of look at it a little bit from an outside perspective. So one advantage right off the bat uh, is that Norman straight up told Ash what Pokemon he plans to use. So that takes a whole bunch of guesswork out of out of the game that I normally would be. I'd be going through their entire um, list of Pokemon that they've ever used in the anime, that they've ever used in the games, wondering what they might come at Ash with. We know this time, though, that he's he's only coming at Ash with Slack-Off, Vigoroth, and Slacking. Norman is a normal-type gym leader, and all his Pokémon fit that. Um, and we don't need to worry about the rest of his game roster, like the Blissey, the Kangaskhan, the Spinda. Um, the Pokémon he is using have all proven to be pretty tough. We saw them all last episode. They made handy work at, against Team Rocket. Ash has fought one of them directly before and gotten, uh, well, Pikachu had a real tough time. Itching for a rematch, I'd say. As far as types go, the only real weakness against normals is the fighting type. And Ash doesn't have many fighting type Pokemon, nor can they do a lot of fighting type attacks. The upside of this is that normal isn't super effective against any type, so that's good for Ash's team. As far as type advantages go, we're about pretty even. From what we've seen of Norman's Pokemon, I'd say we're going to see, uh, again, just a lot of normal and fighting-type moves. So Ash may be moved to use Talo for some defense against the fighting-type moves. He also might possibly want to use Pikachu, because while Pikachu did struggle against Vigoroth the first time, he is the only one who has any experience against Norman's Pokemon and has any idea what to expect. And that's an asset. Other than that, these two are kind of weirdly balanced. Type advantage-wise, neither Ash or Norman have an edge. It's really all down to skill, and whatever Max thinks, I'm inclined to think Ash and Norman are also evenly matched there. Like, yeah, Norman's a gym leader. He's passed certification and things to get that position. He's got a good team that he knows very well. But for all that Ash's team is largely new with the Hoenn region... Um, that is balanced out by Pikachu, who has been through a lot these years. 
um, works with Ash like a dream at this point. Like, Ash is younger, he has maybe less years of experience on him, but after all Ash has accomplished, I kind of feel like if being a gym leader was a goal of his, he probably could make that happen right now. Like, honestly, I think Hoenn-level Ash could be a gym leader if he wanted to be. I think he could convince people and get enough people behind him and pass whatever and pass Nurse Joy's inspection. I mean, in terms of, like, battling an actual capability, we all know that Ash would be too busy chasing Pokemon in the woods and running off to save the world to actually hang around the gym. Like, he'd be worse than Giovanni, he'd just never there. But, like, skills-wise, type-wise, I think Ash and Norman are pretty evenly matched down the line, and after earning four badges, Ash has left the finding his feet part of the journey behind. He's at the stage where when he walks into gyms, we expect him to win. That's not to say that these analyses are redundant or that he can't lose or anything. It's just, again, he's he's just, he's at the halfway point in his journey. Walking into almost any battle, we're like, yeah, I expect Ash to win. <laughs> I expect him to do pretty darn good. Um, and that's just kind of always fun, hitting that point in the region where, like, you feel like Ash is leveled out. Like, I definitely don't feel that with May, that she's reached any halfway point. She doesn't inspire that confidence in me. She doesn't inspire that confidence in herself. But yeah, if you were to ask me just just down on paper, not knowing anything about the episode or how it goes, and, you know, the necessities of the plot, I'd look at Ash and where he is and where his team is. I'd say that, yeah, Ash is a good match for Norman, and I expect him to win. And Ash also expects himself to win. He opens the episode saying that he and Pikachu do not plan on leaving without a badge. Which means if he does lose today, Norman better make sure he's got a spare futon lying around. Ash is sleeping over. <laughs> but as a side note, I, I've said it so many times, but I love that at this stage of the journey, Hoenn region, like, Pikachu is 100% absolutely as committed as Ash to the gym battling thing. Like, it's clearly turned into something that is not just Ash's dream, it is something he wants as well. I, I love it, I love them, they're a great team, friendship. On the sidelines, May and Max are watching along with Brock and Caroline, so Norman's earlier rules about how they don't get to watch gym battles are lifted for this one occasion, and I guess in this situation, they're as much Ash's friends as Norman's kids. And I'm sure it's not like Norman makes the other challengers friends sit outside like it would just be mean to say brock can watch but may and max can't i doubt this crowd is going to distract ash he's used to them at this point but we may have a problem in that one of his friends is loudly rooting for the other team may is excited to see how the match turns out and that's enough to set max off like how dare you imply that there's any other outcome than dad winning Max is nice enough to agree that Ash has gotten stronger too, but no, my daddy's the best. People say he's so strong he could be in the Elite Four, Ash doesn't stand a chance. Caroline and the rest tell Max to relax? It's his first time seeing his dad in a gym battle, he should enjoy it. Huh. The match begins. Slackoth versus Pikachu. Right away we see some stuff we weren't expecting. The sloth Pokemon dodges notoriously fast Pikachu. 
and then uses Shadow Ball. So this Pokemon is full of surprises. Shadow Ball thankfully doesn't hit, and Pikachu tries to counter with Iron Tail, but Slackoff here has this Way of the Drunken Master style evasiveness. It just lazily leans back and Pikachu misses. Hidden Power then takes a bunch of damage on Pikachu, and now our pal is on the ropes struggling to his feet like he's got his defiant face on. It's really not looking good, and it's very surprising. Pikachu is normally fast enough to hit anything, fast enough to dodge anything, but Slackoth is throwing him off his rhythm. And something clicks with Brock, and he praises Norman's strategy to the group. Ash's best team member, the one Norman's most aware of, is Pikachu. What's the number one thing Ash and Pikachu love to do? Rush in with a bunch of speed attacks, hit hard, hit fast, dodge harder, and blow up the countryside if that fails. They do this so much that whenever Ash's Pokemon don't move an attack in a rhythm similar to Pikachu's, Ash sometimes struggles a bit to shift gears. We saw that a few episodes ago with Corfish. Playing defense is something he's learned to do and, and to try different battle styles, but he and Pikachu are like in sync. They are, they are almost one unit at this point. Pikachu's battle style is Ash's game, and it makes sense that Pikachu is his best partner. Pikachu was his first starter Pokemon. You know, Pikachu's the one he came to Hoenn with that Norman met. It makes sense for Norman to assume that Ash would have trained a good chunk of his Pokemon to kind of battle in the way that he and Pikachu battle. And normally that strategy of Ash's would allow him and Pikachu to take control of the battle, but Norman's use of Slackoth allows him to take control and set the pace. Pikachu can't outmaneuver Slackoth because it's just kind of, it's just kind of vibing just kind of slumping out of the way. It's not even trying. Squirming to the side, it expends very little energy. It attacks when it can, but it's just not rushing to do so. It's not rushing to defend. It's just not behaving in the way that Pikachu's used to, the way his strategy usually puts his opponent on the defense. So we're back to Pikachu's backup strategy, which is, <laughs> when in doubt, fry everything. Even still, Slackoth is effortlessly dodging and gets in a blizzard. And once Pikachu is frozen, Ash chooses to recall Pikachu for now. And I kind of, it's always funny to me, like, Ash recalling Pikachu officially. Because Pikachu doesn't go back into his Pokeball, so, like, basically Pikachu just lets go of the battlefield and lets the wind blow him out of it. <laughs> These are the prices you pay for being unique, Pikachu. But Pikachu looks relieved to be done, and out comes Torkoal, who can at least take a hit from a blizzard. And when Ash has it counter a battle of blizzard versus a battle of flamethrower, no surprise, flamethrower wins and sends Slackoth out of the battle. One hit and Slackoth is down, but oh what we had to do to get that hit. <laughs> With Slackoth fainted, Norman chooses Vigoroth to fight next. He's hardly on the ropes, but Max is a little bit panicked here because how could his dad Slackoth lose? Thankfully for Max, less so for Torkoal, Vigoroth is here to turn the tides. It's a great dodger, Overheat is not able to hit, and Torkoal is no speed demon, so Vigoroth takes Torkoal down with another one-hit KO. 
It's a good play on Norman's part, starting with the slow but defensively wiggly slack-off, followed by a high-speed vigor-off. Ash was led into a bit of a trap. He was taken off guard, because he usually comes in hot and fast, and then to kind of make up for that, to reset, he had his slowest Pokémon on the field when Vigoroth arrived, who would have been served by coming in hot and fast. <laughs> if he had known, which he didn't and couldn't have, but if he had, Ash might have thrown a wrench in things by leading with Torkoal. Since Torkoal is a slower one, it's not as likely to go rushing in for close combat, Slackoth might lose some of that advantage and surprise that it was using against Pikachu, and Ash would then have his fastest Pokémon, Pikachu, available for the fight against Vigoroth. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Again, Norman uses this strategy to take control of the battle if he knew that Ash was going to lead with Torkoal, he probably would have led with something else, not Slagoth. It gives him options. Anyway, Pikachu is ready for a second shot at Vigoroth, being a dodging expert, and so back in he goes. Vigoroth is fast, so is Pikachu, and Pikachu's got some new tricks since he last saw Norman, like Iron Tail. But Vigoroth does too, like Flamethrower. May and Brock are backseat driving this Pokemon battle like they do. Uh, and it's wild enough that Brock still does this, like, after all this time. I think Ash has proven to you that he doesn't need your help anymore. And he's just gonna do his own thing no matter what you say, Brock. But it's all the wilder that now Brock's commentating on May's commentary. Like, she's calling out, like, use a substitute! And he's like, no, don't say that! Like, everyone in the peanut gallery, please calm down. Ash isn't listening to you anyway. <laughs> Again, this is the point in the series where Ash is kind of settled into himself. We just sit back and let him go nuts now. We don't, we don't critique anything <laughs> that's happening out there. <laughs> Speaking of, Ash pulls a cool move next, making use of Pikachu's ability. And it is revealed for the first time on the show that Pikachu's ability is static. I don't think it's the first time Ash has intentionally... I do think Ash has had Pikachu do things like this before. Things similar to this have happened. But this is the first time the writers are like, nope, this is Pikachu's ability. And Ash is going to use it on purpose. Pikachu does take a small hit, but throws Vigoroth off balance and paralyzes it by touch. And now Vigoroth is forced to hold still long enough to get iron-tailed in the face. Vigoroth faints, because I think anybody would after that. Like, I love Pikachu's Iron Tail wind-up. It, it just seems so full of power. And, like, every time Pikachu gets possessed, as, as he is wont to do, or taken over by some other force, like, I am always thanking every, every legendary Pokémon out there that during those times Pikachu only uses electric attacks. Because in those moments, Pikachu often ends up attacking Ash, and Ash has shown a remarkable ability to stand up to the thousand volts of electricity coursing through his system like every other day. But, like, Iron Tail can break his neck, so... <laughs> but thankfully, uh, Pikachu's attack is super useful in battle, and the riders are never ready to go quite that dark. After this use of Iron Tail, Pikachu is out of power, like, exhausted. And he stays standing just long enough to cheer with victory, and then he faints. 
So both sides are down to two. We're at a stalemate. Norman just has slacking left. Ash is staring slack-jawed, like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Clearly he was hoping Pikachu would last a little longer. He's got no choice but to commit Pikachu to Brock's care and send out Grovile. The choice I'd honestly have gone with, that or Talo. Sorry, Corfish. But the two of them have the most competitive drive, and I think Grovile is best suited here. Indeed, when it faces off against slacking, the atmosphere is tense. No one wants to get between those two. Grovile has a good defense, but slacking here is basically a wall. Again, Norman's showing off yet another style of battling. He's really good at adapting to different opponents and controlling battles. Um, kind of admire that about him. I think there's a tendency for normal types and normal type gym leaders to often get overlooked. And definitely they're, they're never as flamboyant as the rest of the gym leading uh, pantheon. Like, many people have joked that cosplaying Norman is very little return because he's just a dude in clothes. And, and in Scarlet and Violet, your normal type gym leader is Larry, the most futsu salary man in existence who's been beaten down by life. Whitney's a little interesting and she's got her milk tank of sheer legend. But yeah, when you think about, like, some of the other gym leaders who come out with, like, jazz hands and confetti... The normal types kind of just seem to be swept under the rug. So I'm glad Norman here is showing off some of the things that make him special, some of the things that make him really good at his job. Grovile's bullet seed barely means a thing. Uh, Grovile has to give it everything it's got just to get Slacking to, like, care that he's on the field. Uh, slacking stays in one place, hardly seems bothered, Easily does the samurai blade leaf catch on leaf blade and tosses Grovile across the room. But overall, it's just kind of whatever, which Grovile does not like at all. It wants to be taken as a serious competitor. Thank you very much. Grovile tries another leaf blade, pouring everything it has. And, and with that, slacking now is kind of interested. And the reaction of the crowd suggests that this might be a bad thing. <laughs> Because when Grova goes in for a pound attack, like, now Slacking cares. It grabs the leaf on its head and slams it into the roof. This is why you keep a razor blade in your ponytail, fool. Can see Ash didn't get his training on the streets. <laughs> Ash calls on Groval to use bullet seed from the roof. I can see Groval being just, oh, ugh, okay. I mean, it gives it all its gusto, but... It's got to be wondering what the plan here is when Bullet Seed goes up against Hyper Beam. And, well, Grovile is Hyper Beamed back towards the ceiling. <laughs> it falls on the arena floor. Not out yet, but yeah, it's, it's been through the ringer. Enough so that Norman reminds Ash that he can quit if he needs to. Like, taking care of the Pokemon is more important than winning a battle. Just want to make sure you're okay over there. <laughs> and you can see that Ash is considering it. Much as his face says he doesn't want to, but Grovile looks personally offended by the suggestion. And Ash has to make the call of, Grovile wants to keep fighting, but can it? Is that safe? Because he's had a couple on his team, uh, two at the moment, who will fight to their detriment beyond any reasonable limits, of, like fight themselves straight into the hospital. 
it's a legitimate concern that Ash has to have <laughs> with some of his Pokemon. Um, but Ash decides to go with Grovile. The two of them aren't bowing out just yet. And Grovile gets so imbued with fighting spirit that it starts glowing green. Overgrow, the ability of Grovile, increasing the power of grass moves. We've got two abilities revealed today. It's a boost in power for Grovile, and then Ash has Grovile start attacking from the walls. Like, heck yeah, use the space. It helps with the way that slacking can just kind of defend and endure everything. So rather than aim one big attack that slacking can easily block from the front with its hands, Grovile just kind of sort of jumps on slacking like a stepping stone, getting out of range of those hands and able to attack from behind a bit, dodge, whatever Ash needs to control the battle. Slacking can stay still, but Grovile is constant movement. And since it never touches the ground, Earthquake can't hurt Grovile. So, good call on Ash, he's basically improvising a levitate sort of ability. This time, Slacking's hyper beam gets fired harmlessly into a wall. I tell ya, gym leaders probably have the best insurance. Dodging all the big attacks and able to get its own hits in now and again, Grovile is making some headway. They finally bring it to the end with a last face-off. Slacking's focus punch versus Grovile's leaf blade. Every drop of power they have. You can't see it on my microphone, but I am, like, acting this out with my hands. And because Grovile is extra as F, it's a samurai showdown. They clash, they pass, and both of them stand there dramatically frozen in time until one of them finally crumples. Grovile winces in pain, but oh no, it's slacking. That falls first. Grovile's like, yeah, I'm cool. I totally wasn't just about to faint there. Whew, Ashy got my Pokeball handy. <laughs> Ash is declared the winner. Everyone cheers. Except Max. After everything's cleaned up and Pokemon squared away and a claim filed for that wall that Hyperbeam took out, um, the gang all stand outside the gym in the twilight. Norman praises Ash. He had so much fun. It was a great battle. Ash has shown a lot of growth and improvement since Norman saw him last, and he's glad to hand over the balance badge. But before he can, Max pushes his way in front of Ash. No way, he says. He grabs the balance badge from his dad and runs away crying into the greenhouse. He locks himself in and starts sobbing. He's angry at his dad for losing, angry at Ash for winning, Angry that it's over and his dad is talking about how he had such a great time, even though he lost. May's like, bro, dad's a gym leader. You know how gym battles work. You saw Ash get like four of them. But Max doesn't understand why May's not upset. To May, her dad fought as hard as he could. He showed great skill and mastery of his craft. No kid loves seeing their dad not be the best, but he didn't disappoint her. She's proud of him. And she's proud of her friend. So she tells Max that dad trying as hard as he could is the most important part. Brock chimes in on what it means to be a gym leader and winning isn't everything. He used to have this job too, after all. But Max just screams back that it doesn't mean it's okay to lose. Yes, it is, Norman says back. Steps to the front. Excuse me, everybody. I've got to dad right now. 
Defeat can be a great teacher if one gave their everything. And when it comes to being a gym leader, he asks Max to think of how hard Ash and Groval worked together, how far they pushed themselves today. They found strength they didn't even know they had. And that's what it's all about. Oh my goodness. I love this. Because being a gym leader isn't about winning. It's about, it's about teaching. And Ash learned something. So did Grovile. And that's what it's all about. That's what this whole total show is about. Journeys, gyms, all of it. Oh my gosh, Norman found the anime's whole thesis statement right here. I love him. Max wipes his eyes, still sniffling, while Ash offers, Hey, you can keep the badge. Because what I learned from the battle, the experience, is more important than the badge itself. And Max opens the door. When he comes out, he's still teary. But he manages a smile and asks if, when he becomes a trainer someday, if his dad will battle him. Of course, Norman says, it would be an honor. Gosh, the feelings, I'm dying. Max gives the bash to Ash and apologizes for taking it. You earned this. And Ash officially wins and takes possession of his fifth badge. We're going to take a, just a moment to come down from our feelings. So you may be wondering what Team Rocket was up to all episode. They were barely relevant at all, so we'll touch on them just briefly. They were building a secret base. Wisely deciding to leave the twerps alone for a minute, they've tunneled deep underground and are building a secret Team Rocket headquarters for the boss. There is some dissension among the team as they figure out who is labor and who is management. <laughs> they get chased off by Angry Doug Trio, and that's the last we see of them. Presumably they get chased off, but we don't see them blast off, so we'll tune in next episode to see if they're still down there or if they've given up that plan. But that's all we need to talk about Team Rocket today. That is the episode. Like, it starts as typical gym battle fare, which are always fun and usually involve some property damage. But I've always loved this one because it ends with personal family drama. Like, yes, we often have the it's okay to lose lesson and you learn more from losing than winning thing. But this episode just hits different. Because we come at it from Norman's angle, not Ash's. And the way he ties it into his job as a gym leader, and the pure joy he takes in watching Ash and Groval become better than they knew they could be, and that, that purity of teaching, and then Max making that connection of teaching and gym leading to parenthood, and the t that different type of growth and teaching, like just every now and then this show remembers how to have layers and nuances in the theme, and I love it. And I also really love that we get a moment with Ash and Max and their relationship. Like, I feel like we don't always get that as much. Since Ash's peer is really May, he's got some pre-existing history with Brock and the gap between the two of them is shortening. Um... Like, they become more and more peer level. Like, we started off with a very clear delineation of Brock the teenager and Ash the child, which, again, that gap has been closing and as, as Ash matures. But I always want to explore the Max and Ash friendship more. I think that Ash can be really sweet to Max, and, and Max sometimes looks up to him 
and any moment where they get to relate to each other brings out sides of them that we don't always get. I especially liked Ash's line about letting Max keep the badge, because Max doesn't really care about the badge in this episode. It's about the fact that his dad lost at all. And I think Ash knows that. Like, it's the battle itself, but by saying this, I think Ash is not only supporting Norman's point, but also it feels like he's saying that Max is more important to him than keeping the badge. That he cares about Max and their friendship more than he does about keeping that badge. Which is a very special sentiment, and, and that's what it feels like to me, anyway. There were a couple other lines in this episode, too, that I thought might have had double meanings. Like, Caroline had one where she was telling Max, it's all gonna be okay, you'll see. And something about her tone and the camera, like, made me go, like, wait, does she mean it's okay because Norman's gonna turn this battle around? Or it's gonna be okay because Norman losing isn't actually the end of the world? It's, like, probably the first one, but there was just a little sense over this whole episode, like... Like the writers pulled subtlety out of their bag of tricks and let some things go unsaid. This screenplay was written by Atsuhiro Tomioka. I, I won't say he's necessarily my favorite writer, um, but he does have a lot of sweet little character moments, um, meaningful moments tucked away in most of the episodes he does. And he's done a few of my favorite episodes um, to date. Whatever the case, I liked the tone of the episode overall, the last scene in particular. And congratulations, Ash, you are more than halfway to your goal. Well done, well done. That's going to be it for Peek a Bee Podcast today. If you liked this episode and want to keep listening to the show, you can subscribe to us on many of your podcasting feeds like Apple Podcasts, etc. So that you don't have to find us later. They bring the episodes to you. That is what I call service. You can also find us at peekappypodcast.blogspot.com. Until next time, folks, this has been PCAPI Podcast. Best wishes, gotta catch them all.